Hey everyone, welcome to Community Conversations. My name is Angie Rizzo. I'm a resident here at Hope Community Church and I serve in the young adult ministry. Um, Yam fam for everybody who's in the ministry and we would love to welcome you in. I actually have had the honor and privilege of meeting many women in the Yam fam and many of them have actually been discipled by our very own Amanda Bordeaux, who I recently got to meet. Um, So welcome to my friend Amanda. Um, And today we're going to be talking about this beautiful subject of singleness. Mm -hmm. How do you even feel about that word? Yeah. I don't know. I think that it can have um, some negative connotations for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not always used in, you know, the most positive way. Right. Um, But it's definitely, you know, kind of part of what defines me. And I have come to accept it as part of who I am. It's, It's not like the main thing that I am. Um, but I just feel like that I've chosen to embrace it and just really see it as just a positive thing and just a gift in my life for, for this season. Oh, I love that. So how, if that's not the only thing that defines you and you've discipled an entire generation of women at Hope, like a rock star, how would you define yourself? Yeah. Um, well, just like a little backstory. So I'm a 38-year-old Raleigh native and, um... I went to Meredith College. When I was there, I started a babysitting service out of my dorm room, and thankfully it took off. So I've been doing that for the past 18 years. Um, And it's just been um, just really cool to see how God kind of like gave me this business idea and then allowed me to run with it. And it's it's such a lifestyle business that it gives me a lot of flexibility. Um, I've been able to volunteer in the high school ministry at Hope, which is how I know a lot of the young adults. And... um, I've just had a lot of opportunities just to serve in really unique ways and, um, yeah, just really use this season of life to, you know, honor and glorify God um, in my free time, which not much not much of it, but um, I love, you know, exercising at the YMCA, um, meeting friends for lunch or dinner. Nice. Um, I'm really relational, so got to, got to meet Angie over coffee a few weeks ago, and we could have chatted for hours. Oh, my goodness. I wish we had, like, cameras and microphones at the coffee shop because it was just <laughs> such a good conversation that I was like, hey, would you want to come on Community Conversations? Yeah. She kind of, like, put me on the spot, and I was like, okay, I mean, you can't really say no to Angie, so I agreed without really thinking about it but no I'm really really glad to be here so thanks for having me oh I'm so glad you're here um I th- am so excited about just how you've described yourself you're an entrepreneur mm-hmm. you're highly relational and you have left just this legacy mm-hmm. not only within the business that you've created but also with these lives that you touched mm-hmm. through being fully engaged at hope and in high school ministry and I even see you around yam fam stuff so that's always really exciting because I'm like ooh. Who's with Amanda today? So it's always really cool. Um, So since we are talking about singleness, the big old elephant in the room, um, what are some lies surrounding singleness that you've struggled with? And I'll I'll share some with you about me. So I read the Bible, of course, and I have some verses that I have questioned in the past. And so two of the verses are John 10.10 which my roommate absolutely loves to quote all the time, and I love her for that. Um, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. And I think one of the things that, (laughs) if you're wrestling with singleness, having life abundantly kind of feels like a slap in the face and you hear it in scripture. Um, Well, and then in Ephesians 1, 3, 
Um, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. And I think in times where I've wrestled with my singleness of feeling incomplete or that I don't have enough to bring to the table, um, these are verses that are hard for me to swallow because how do I have blessings in heavenly places if I feel like I'm lacking? Mm -hmm. Um, So do any of those resonate with you or what are some that you've had? Um, Well, funny enough, we had the same verse. (laughs) John 10, 10. Um, Yeah, and this this is also one of my favorite verses, so I'm sure me and your roommate would go along. Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah, I'll I'll just kind of read it one more time just to kind of focus on this one. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life, and that Mm -hmm. is Jesus speaking. Um, And so we know that Jesus wants to give us this abundant life. But yeah, sometimes when we're single and we're really desiring to have, you know, a spouse, you're like, my life doesn't feel real abundant right now. Yeah. So I think that one of the things that I have really learned is, well, so I'll, I'll go with the lie first. So the lie is that, um, you know, once, once you just get right with God and once you have like just a really great relationship with God and you're content, like then he's going to provide you with a spouse or, mm. and it's just not biblical. It's, yeah. it's just not. And, um, you know, maybe it's, it's said well-meaning and intention to encourage, um, you know, men and women to pour into your relationship with God, which yes, it is so important for us to do that. We, you know, as believers want to constantly be growing in the word of God in our prayer life and just really getting to know God deeper, but it's not a means to an end. Mm. Um, we, we don't, have this relationship with God in order to get something Mm. Um, like by having the relationship with God like we get the love joy peace and hope that he promises but it's it's him like we get him Mm. Um, there's a book that I read a few years ago and it was called I don't wait anymore Um, it was one of the best single singleness books that I've read there's a lot out there that are not always recommendable. (laughs) Um, But this one was really good. And the author, her name is Grace Thornton. And she says, you go to God to get God, not to get what God can give. Mm. And, you know, that lie, it actually, it's like anti-gospel because, you know, the gospel says that, you know, Jesus died on the cross and we are completely forgiven Mm -hmm. and we believe in his resurrection and we will have eternal life with him. Mm-hmm. And the, the with him part, like, like that's what we get. It's, yeah. We get to have a relationship with him. And um, I was listening to one of the messages that uh, Carrie White, another Yam fam um, staff member gave. And, you know, she just talked about how, like, having that relationship with God, like, that that's going to fill a place within you that mm. that nobody else can and you know she's married and she's like my husband can't can't fill these voids in my life mm. and you know my my friends or my kids or uh, my you know family like we have this hole in our heart that can only be filled by God and he's you know the giver of all good gifts and she really challenged us she said do we just want the gift or do we want the giver who mm. gives the gift and i was like 
whoa. Um, you know, I had to I had to check myself because yeah, like it, it's not bad to like desire things for our life. It's not bad to desire for for God to give you that spouse. Um, but ultimately we want to desire God. And right. you know, through that relationship, like, okay, maybe we will get a spouse one day, but that's not gonna be a direct correlation of our relationship with God. Right. Or our value or our significance. I think Aaron Nelson did a message at another uh, night of worship. Mm -hmm. So if you're not coming to night of worship, please come to night of worship because it's so good. Um, But Aaron was talking about how like you don't have to wait to get a spouse to have significance in the kingdom of heaven. And I was sitting in that chair like, yes, Mm -hmm. thank you. Because there is this element that the world, I think, really loves to parrot in our ear that um, especially around the holidays, mm. God Almighty, all those like sing or uh, couples movies, yep. and like everybody gets all together. Oh, man, those are <laughs> those are treacherous to the heart sometimes. <laughs> but just that idea of like this is what you need to be fully happy mm-hmm. or to fully enjoy the holidays mm-hmm. or whatever, and just that idea of you're whole in the Lord. Yep. Like Jesus is not only going to. Um, satiate all those desires in himself but all of that healing that sometimes people are looking for Mm -hmm. in a relationship like whether it's issues that they've had in past relationships or trauma or just horrible things that have been said to them sometimes people are looking for that knight in shining armor to rescue them Mm -hmm. and jesus says i'm right here yep hello and i got you boo (laughs) we can walk on water together Mm -hmm. and so i just i love that that You're right. It is all about how Jesus can say, everything you need, you can find in me. And how that allows us. I love that you were talking about um, not waiting Mm -hmm. and living free. And I I think that was one of the coolest things that struck me in our conversation at the coffee shop Mm -hmm. of just what an abundant life you live. And it's not necessarily just the activities that you do, but it's this freedom to chase after whatever God puts in front of you. And I absolutely love that. So can you talk to us more about how your mind shifted from the wrestling and the struggle to the, oh, I don't have to wait anymore. Yep, yep. Um, So yeah, so went to Meredith College, which is an all-girls school. And uh, the kind of the running joke is that um, you go there to get your MRS degree. <laughs> yeah. So I did not get my MRS degree from here to college. Um, but we have NC State University. And there's a lot of NC State fans out there um, just down the street. And so a lot of Meredith girls would meet NC State guys, you know, and, and get married quickly after college. And so um, I had a good number of friends that within probably the first five years that we graduated um, got married. And it was, you know, such an honor to be a bridesmaid in their weddings. Um, but you know, each, each time it was kind of like, okay, God, like maybe, maybe my turn's next. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, my, my turn wasn't coming. And, um, I remember when, when I was probably around like 23 or 24, um, uh, I remember babysitting for a family and, you know, loved the family, loved the couple, like just beautiful family. And I just remember like, like weeping and just being like, okay, God, like, am I ever going to have this? And, mm you know, just started praying for more just contentment in my life and, okay, God, like, I want you to use use me. And um, mm-hmm. it was not, like, an overnight process, but I yeah. do feel like that each time it got, like, a little bit easier and I was able to, you know, celebrate each friend with, like, a little bit more um, joy and just knowing that, okay, like, if God has this for my life, it's going to be in his timing. Mm. He's never early. He's never late. Right. 
he has a plan. And I know something like sometimes those things can just sound kind of just like trite and just like, eh, like just believe like God's, God's timing is perfect. But I just think if we actually like trust and believe that, like mm-hmm. if we really believe like God is good, God loves me and yeah. like God really does know me better than I know myself because he created me. Mm. I'm not saying that like the spouse is going to drop out of the sky, like, <laughs> but, or the neon sign. Um, but like, I, I just, I don't think that I've like missed him, missed him as in like a spouse. If yeah. God's plan is for me to get married, because if I'm trusting in God's timing, he's never early. He's never late. Mm. Then I just, I, I haven't missed him. And who knows? Like I could be single for two more years, 10 more years, the rest of my earthly life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something that I still have to like wrestle with and kind of, you know, trust God with. Um, but yes, so kind of back to your question. So I did go through a season where, um, you know, it was definitely harder than I feel like it is now. But then it just kind of came to a point where I was like, okay, like I don't know how long I'm going to be in this season. And like I want to make sure that I'm using this season to like the fullness. I don't want to have any regrets. Um, and so, yeah, I just started looking for ways that I could kind of, you know, use my time and money and resources and, um, would go visit friends who, you know, live domestic and international, Mm -hmm. um, volunteered at the soup kitchen for many years, started getting involved with high school ministry. And, um, yeah, just the, the, the time that I had as, a single person, um, most likely you're going to have more time than a married person with kids. And, right. you know, that's, that's a gift because it allows you to do more things with your time to glorify God. And, mm. you know, in the process, like you're going to be blessed by it. Like, mm. it's not just you like giving and pouring and serving, but like, we just get so much joy when we serve. Like God just like fills us up when we, we get to serve. Like we don't have to serve. We yeah. get to, we get to join God in his work. And I just feel like he's blessed me as a single person with, you know, just this extra time and flexibility that I'm able to, you know, do things that some people that are married with kids just don't have the capacity right. um, to do in their life. And so, yeah, it's a really, really unique place to be in. And, um, so probably, probably by the time that I was like 25, 26 is when I really kind of settled into my singleness and just the, the sense of contentment and was like, all right, like, all right, God, like, let's do this. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just like he's allowed me to help encourage other singles along the way. I was able to speak at a singles conference a couple years ago and, um, just to see how God's not like wasting this season. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And, uh, Yeah. It's I good. love that. I also find, and you didn't say this, but it's like under everything else that you're saying, you've clearly had hours and hours of intimacy with God. Mm. Like, and sometimes, like, I have so many friends who have two and three kids who mm. are like, I don't have time to read my Bible. Mm. And I'm like, ooh, that, mm. that's hard. I hate that mm. for you. Um, and so this idea of, like, you can pour over Scripture. You can mm. you can read all the singles books mm. and say, don't do that one, don't do that one, do this one. <laughs> and, like, you've had this ability to have this intimacy with the Lord of, like, God, here are the parts of my heart. Like, mm. what do I do with this? Mm. And what are you doing with it? Mm-hmm. And just to see that the fruit that's coming through that journey yeah. is so stunning and so beautiful. Mm. So thank you for sharing it here. Mm. Um, I also wanted to ask— as 
the big C church, mm-hmm. how can the church come along yeah. singles and empower them, help them feel seen? Yeah. Um, you know, where where are there some shortcomings that maybe there are blind spots? Yeah. And where can, um, where is it going well? Yeah, yeah, no, that's good, that's good. So I do think that uh, there have been some ways that um, the church has maybe failed singles or, or made them feel kind of unseen and completely unintentionally. I, I don't right. think a church is ever out to like, let's make singles feel less than. <laughs> um, and especially, especially not hope. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, we're, we're kind of grouped by age starting mm. from the beginning. So there's mm-hmm. the nursery and then there's, you know, you go through kids ministry and then there's high school ministry. But then kind of after high school or college, it's kind of like, okay, well, some people get married at 21 and then some people have kids quickly or some people stay single longer. And so, you know, you can have three different 25 year olds and like this one's single, this one's married, this one has kids. Yeah. And so you naturally start to get grouped by your like season of life mm. and you know, pros and cons, but a lot of times the church will have a singles ministry because well, where do we put all the singles? Right. And that's actually one thing that I just, I really, really appreciate about Hope is y'all don't have a singles ministry. You have a young adult <laughs> ministry that you, you know, accept everybody yes. um, kind of regardless of relationship status, which, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really refreshing to get to be a part of a ministry that does not define somebody by their relationship status. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think that some ways that the church could maybe be more, you know, kind of inclusive or just encouraging to singles um, is remind us that, like, we are just as valuable mm. as those who are married. Like, mm. there, there's not this, like, hierarchy or, like, you haven't arrived until you're married or, like, married people can, like, better serve the church. Um, so I think that we just need to be reminded of that sometimes that yeah. no you are just as valuable and just as worthy um as you know everyone else in the church and you are like an integral part of the church and we want you and we need you and then um you know I'd say if if you're listening to this and you're married invite a single person over yes. for dinner or for a game night um I do dishes <laughs> um yeah I have a, a really great friend um Jordan her and her husband we we play Monopoly Deal oh, cool. um and I go up and, and visit you know my friend Elizabeth and like I love like hanging out with her and her husband like I I really enjoy hanging out with married people like yeah. I don't want to hang out with just singles and I don't think that God intended for us to be like silos in terms of like our season. I just think that we can learn and grow from one another in, in different seasons of life. And you know what, if you love kids and I'm sure that a family with kids would love for you to come over and have dinner with them and maybe let the parents go out for a couple hours after they put the kids to bed. Um, you know, you can just kind of be a blessing, but, but yeah, like as singles, like we want to, we want to hang out with yeah. the marrieds and the families. And so I think just being more intentional about kind of like including us. And you know what? Sometimes we're going to have to be the ones to take that step and just say like, hey, like, yeah, if I do dishes, like, can I join out for dinner? <laughs> right. Or, you know, like, I would love to come to your kid's birthday party. Yeah. Um, you know, just, just different stuff like that. And, you know, it can be awkward to kind of have to ask that, but... I think that a family is probably going to accept your invitation for you to come over oh, yeah. um, to their they house. They feel just as awkward. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so it's like if we if we just kind of get the big elephant out of the room, just like it's going to be a little awkward, but, you know, 
the church is the body of Christ. And Mm -hmm. just like a body has different parts, like we need all the different ages and seasons of life within the body of the church for it to be healthy. So yeah, I think just finding ways to just incorporate singles just into, yeah, just your everyday lives. Yeah. Um, Because yeah, we do want to hang out with the marrieds and the families. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, there are so many things that I feel like I learn when I hang out with my married friends of just like conflict resolution. Yes. Y'all have to do that all the time. <laughs> like, bless y'all. <laughs> like, praying for your marriage. Yeah. But like, you know what I mean? There's There are ways that people um, interact with one another that are are more shielding and more protective when there's somebody who's not in that relationship in the room and to watch how they navigate that Mm -hmm. tension in that moment with kids present and a random visitor who wants to do dishes and eat their food (laughs) and like just to see and witness just the maturity in that moment Mm -hmm. um that is such an impactful thing for me to learn in that moment Um, The other thing, too, is if you are a part of um, the kids' ministry at Hope, Mm -hmm. one of the big things that they say is every kid needs five adults in their life that are pointing them to Jesus. And guess Mm -hmm. what, guys? Even if you're single, you're still an adult. (laughs) So we count. Um, But that's part of, you know, having a deep bench for those kids. Like, I remember coming up and hearing all kinds of things through my elementary, middle school, high school years, college, that you were just like, is this real is this true Mm -hmm. and like having other people to echo yeah no god is real god absolutely loves you everything that you just heard from that little snot nose whoever is a lie from the enemy (laughs) and let's (laughs) handle that together um but that idea of like you know we can help foster community Mm -hmm. as singles um in addition to you know just serving in the food pantry or anything like that. Mm-hmm. There is like a very tangible impact that is has life impact that has legacy, so spi- you know, kingdom legacy yep. in that loving, which you've modeled and done mm-hmm. so incredibly well. So I absolutely love that. When, and just kind of a word on that with like, kind of like being like the one of five, um, you know, by, by getting to be involved with high school ministry, like I, I get to be one of those five and it's, it's just really cool you can say the same thing that the parent says, but because it comes from you, they'll listen. Right? And so... It's like power. Right, right. You're like, oh. And then you're like, okay, God, you get all the glory. <laughs> um, but yeah, just realizing that, oh, like I could be, I could be one of five for, yeah, a, a kid or for, you know, a high school student that, yeah, could have like literally a lasting impact on their life like that's exciting I mean that's that is good stuff and again like you're you're gonna be blessed in the process of it it's not just you like all right I'm gonna you like hang out with this high school student like I love my high school student I learned from them like exactly you know I'm like can I please hang out with you so yeah getting to be one of those five is is a joy and a privilege and um yeah I think that you know there's plenty of opportunities you know at Hope inside and outside the church to kind of plug into somebody's life and, and be that mentor and be one of five. Oh, yeah. so true. Yeah. So true. All right. So, so we're an asset to the church is what I'm hearing. So uh, I feel very validated. 100%. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> You're not less than. <laughs> oh, man. So um, let's see. How do you think that young adults or anyone can shift their mindset mm-hmm. from this lacking to leverage? Mm-hmm. Like how if somebody's in that that state of like 
yeah, but I've been single for so, so yep. long. Or um, what if I did miss him? Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, I don't... Th- I think the other thing, too, that happens sometimes in people's narratives is how will I survive Sure, by myself? Yep. Um, and that's, you know, how do you shift that back to Jesus? Yeah, that's good. I think remembering the truth that... God will meet all of your needs. Mm, mm-hmm. And again, like, sounds easy, not always easy in real life to like actually apply that to your life and believe that and trust that. But just letting that like take root and just meditating on that and mm-hmm. looking back at God's faithfulness. That's actually mm. one of um, the huge practices that I've done. I'm a big journaler. Nice. And so just getting to reflect back on the ways that God's like, always provided whether it's you know with community or financial provision Mm. or um you know small group like god's just always provided like what i needed when i needed it roommates i mean yeah i could i could just go on and on and so i think look back at your life and see like where god's provided when you doubted Mm -hmm. and just be reminded of his faithfulness and then yeah just trust moving forward like okay regardless of like my feelings like God is good God has a plan mm. God loves me like the, the little truths that can actually be like like big truths that you can build your life on mm. and truly trust God um, and yeah like sometimes you're you're maybe not gonna like feel like trusting God but you know we actually one of my little like words of wisdom my, my high school girls make fun of me but um act your way into a feeling instead of feeling your way into an action. And Mm. so, like, if we wait until we, like, feel like trusting God, like, mm, probably not going to (laughs) happen. But if we're like, I'm going to choose to trust God. And, I mean, I have this, like, brick in my room that, like, says trust and, um, you know, just, like, all these reminders because that's I'm I'm, I'm a control freak. So that's one of my biggest things is, like, all right, I have to choose to, like, surrender my life, trust God, trust his plan. And so... Just know that like it's okay if you're in this like little rut in the season where like, yeah, I don't I don't love that I'm single. Like I'm feeling mm-hmm. kind of sad over it. Yeah. That's okay, but like be honest with God about like He can handle it. Yeah. So like don't don't pretend like pour out your heart to God and yeah, just be real and be honest. But then like surrender it and just say okay, God, like I'm gonna trust you. Like I don't know if and when you're gonna send me a spouse, but like I'm not going to bank my life on that and right. I want to serve you and glorify you like outside of that and I think it just can really help to to change your perspective um and so you, you kind of go from you know looking at the the end goal of your life to like get married to okay I'm gonna have this intimate relationship with God and maybe he'll bring a spouse into my life mm-hmm. maybe he won't like will I be okay if he doesn't bring a spouse into my life, we know from the Bible, like, yes, yeah. we will be okay. Yeah. Much harder to actually like say that and feel that. But over time, as you just, you know, continue to choose to trust in God and then surround yourself with community, that's mm. going to also like encourage you, point you back to Jesus, pray for you and just have those really close friends. Like if you're having one of those nights where you are just like weeping, you can just call or text or whatever and just say, like, I, I just really, really need prayer right now because yeah. I am struggling. Right. Um, so, yeah, just being honest with God, being honest with other people. You don't have to have it all together. Right. Um, because 
yeah, we, we, we want to be real. I mean, that's, right. you know, Yam Fame is so good about that. Like, come, come as you are. Like, no perfect people allowed. <laughs> and, um, because we know that we're not perfect. That's so true. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I think if you can just kind of really focus on God's going to meet all your needs. Yeah. And it might not always feel like it, but we can trust the Bible, and the Bible tells us that God will meet all of our needs. So true. So a couple of things that came to mind as you were speaking. Um, I read somewhere, and I can't quote the book because I don't remember what book it was in, <laughs> but it's um, Feelings Are Terrible Leaders. So like you said, do not trust your feelings. Um, somewhere it says the heart is deceitful above all things. So like don't uh, – but the Disney and the rest of the world will be like, follow your follow heart. Follow your heart. I know. No. I know. And like it's like so Toxic cute logic. on those like little like, you know – posters and um yeah the, the follow your heart but yeah you're right we we can't trust our feelings and like feelings are not bad I think that sometimes feelings kind of get like you know a bad rep it's like you know ah oh, feelings yeah. yeah like God created us God created feelings like feelings are like indicators of like okay like what what's going on here like what what's off what do I need to right. kind of dig into right um and uh I love 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 Annie Downs she's a um, author and, and podcaster and she says you know the feelings they get to ride in the car with me but they're in the back seat yeah so they don't get to like dictate like where we're going but they're there they're hanging out and they can just be this indicator of okay I need to pay attention to these because they are they're telling me about something that might be off in my life right so That's yeah so true yeah. oh my gosh I love that the other thought that I had as you were talking through, um, you know, just embracing and trusting God is like, I think what steals our trust from God is that we start to compare ourselves to other people and Instagram and Facebook do not help with this. So, but, um, but that comparison element of like, Mm -hmm. so-and-so has X, Y, and Z thing. I don't have that thing. And somebody told me this last semester and it was so liberating for me, but you have permission to be on your own journey. Mm. And I was like, I don't know why I needed to hear that yep. so bad. Yep. Like, I have permission to be on my own journey. It doesn't have to look like your journey yep. or anybody else's journey. And I'm like, oh, yep, oh, this is liberating. I can be free to not wait, to have fun, to do all these things. I'm not, you know, under God's microscope that if I'm not acting perfectly, then he won't bring my spouse. Exactly. It's like, no, no, no. God designed freedom in Christ. so much freedom. Yep. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, So kind of one of those little, you know, poster quotes that actually is true. (laughs) Um, But it says, comparison is the thief of joy. Oh, so true. And yeah, there is nothing that will steal your joy faster than comparison. Mm -hmm. And something that somebody told me is, like, you celebrating, you know, somebody else get married or somebody else like having a kid so you celebrating maybe the thing that you want Mm -hmm. that doesn't take away from your ability to potentially have that in the future right so it's not this like mathematics game of like well if you celebrate them then you're not gonna get like yeah yeah it's like why, why that doesn't even make sense but it is a thing like we tend and i i think sometimes we if we're going through a particularly hard season or, you know, infertility, if we really want to have a kid, like that is, that is hard, hard stuff. And so 
again, it's okay for us to feel sad and like maybe we can't go to that baby shower or can't go to that bridal shower. So like, yes, knowing like what we can and can't do for ourselves to protect ourselves, but we can still choose to be happy for our friend. Right. And know that if and when that's meant for me, it'll happen. And that friend's husband, he wasn't meant for me. Right. So um, I don't have to, you know, be angry that she got him and I didn't get him because he wasn't for me. And again, when you're in the nitty gritty of it, there's a lot of feelings that can come up about this. And so it's okay to have the feelings, but Mm -hmm. I think just big picture knowing that, yeah, we can choose to celebrate others and like, it's, it's not preventing us from getting like what God is going to potentially have for us in the future. Right. Yeah. Right. We don't hinder God in his ability to bless us by blessing others. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. I love that all so much. Um, So my takeaways are um, I need to start journaling all of the amazing things that God does in my life. And I do this a little bit, but it would be good to have a discipline about that. So there's that. So provision that God's brought. Um, trusting God mm-hmm. and being honest with God. I really mm-hmm. love that because I don't know, I don't know about you, but I, there was a season in my life where I was like, my, my prayers had to be pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like my, my prayers had to be look a certain way. Um, and whenever I got, whenever something clicked in my head that was like, oh yeah, no, God knows anyway. So yep. you might as well just let it just fly. Let it yep. Yep. <laughs> that was so liberating. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're documenting the provision yes. and the goodness of God. We are um, being transparent with God. We're being transparent mm-hmm. with others and inviting them in. Um, and we're also trusting God. And I would also say if you are a friend to a single, echo mm-hmm. that trust to them. Yes. Even if they are not saying they feel a certain way, always affirming of just like you have value, you have significance. Mm-hmm. Like that should be part of like what we do in Yam Fam is just like it's okay to be single and we're so glad you're here because yep. you are awesome as you are and God's going to do great things with you. Um, so that's how we can be active participants in pushing each other forward. Yep. No, I love that. I love that. For sure. <gasps> yes. yes. Go Good team you. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Um, we have a rallying cry mm. for you as an exit. Um, we want you to know that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are wrestling with a season of singleness where that maybe precipitates some insecurity or fears of the future, please do not be afraid. Um, the Father is with you. We are happy to come alongside you and love you as best we can. Um, and we just want to keep pointing you towards Jesus, who is ultimately the one that can fulfill all of those deep yes. needs. Um, would you like to share our yes. rallying verse for them? I would, Angie, I would. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is from Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses... Let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Hmm. I love that. 
It's a good one. You are so. surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Yes. We are witnesses that are going before you. Um, so thank you so much for tuning in today. We will have some links to the book that Amanda mentioned, as well as uh, Carrie's message and maybe even Aaron's message if that's recorded somewhere. And uh, we hope you will join us next time. Have a great day, guys. <laughs>